One of my goals with the Secret Podcast is to make the supernatural more natural and the paranormal more normal. These are events and occurrences that happen as a part of our natural and normal everyday lives. We've just been conditioned to ignore them and deny their existence. Well, it's time to undo that conditioning. I'm proud to announce that Ray Davis and I of Sixth Sense Media have created our own Sixth Sense Media clothing line. We can't always go up to somebody and say, hey, what do you think about the disclosure and UFOs and aliens on the earth? But you can wear one of our Disclosure Now t-shirts and get people's attention. Start the conversation or connect with another like-minded person who sees your shirt. If you're a truth seeker or someone looking to enact positive change in the world, why not wear it with pride? Connect with other like-minded truth seekers and become the change you want to be and see in this world. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store tab, and become the change you were born to inspire. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store. Welcome to Truth Seekers. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Are you in control of your own thoughts? Are they coming from you or are they coming from somewhere else? Who is driving that mental train up there in between your ears in your brain? Where do your thoughts come from? Are we the victims of mind control as we watch what seems like the world falling apart around us all the time? Looking at the protests going on around the world right now in Hong Kong to Portland, I'm sorry, to Seattle. Uh, There is just some crazy stuff going on. We're moving into... The election propaganda machine as it's getting ready to come online. I just finished watching the Netflix documentary titled The Great Hack. And if that doesn't scare the crap out of you, then, well, you're doing better than me. Not trying to scare you. Hello, Truth Seekers. Dennis Nappy II here with Sixth Sense Media. I'm definitely going to challenge reality and question that which we've been taught on this one. And hopefully inspire that new direction of thought and bring about some change in our way of thinking here. Ah, this is a, another great episode of The Secret Podcast that I have laid out for, for all of you out there. My apologies for the delay in getting it out, but I watched this documentary the other night. What scared me is that I have a pretty good sense of what's coming. I th- I'm behind, though. I thought where this documentary was, what, what this talks about with the Cambridge Analytica, what they did during 2016, I thought we were still five years away from that level of manipulation. Nope. Where I'm behind in my assessment as to where we are. So I'm going to get into that today and, and talk a little bit about it. Um, it. It just, we need to be mindful of our thoughts. And that's what I want to focus on. Are we, are they coming from us or are we being so heavily influenced that we don't even realize it? And that's the challenge, my friends. Uh, quick commercial here. Food for the Archons. Have you gotten your copy yet? If you have, I'd love to hear from you. Please consider writing a review on Amazon. Humanity's psychic connection, simulated realities, parallel worlds, and the manipulation of mankind. It goes deep into all of those subjects. And then some signed copies, I'm told, are starting to arrive for those of you that order the signed copies. uh, And other copies are going out every single day. 
love to hear your feedback on it. So check it out. It's available at Amazon. It's available at sixcentmedia.net slash archons. My new book, it's been a five, six-year process on it, and uh, I'm excited to share it. All right, let's get past the commercials. Let's do a little bit of news. I'm going to keep this show kind of quick tonight. All right, this comes to us from the Daily Star. Deep fake evidence so realistic, quote, innocent people will go to jail, warns an expert. Deep fake content is getting really good really fast, warns Shamir Alibahi. Deep fake material, including fabricated evidence, will become so realistic it will land innocent people in jail, an expert has warned. Shamir Alibahi, CEO of video verification company Amber, believes. Content, including CCTV and voice recordings, will be subject to gross manipulation. He spoke amid alarming concerns over deepfake technology, raising eyebrows online, including a recent viral video of comedian Bill Hader morphing into actor Tom Cruise. Uh, And Shamir warns, it is only a matter of time before the technology creeps its way into the global judicial system. Now, I'll leave this article in the show notes, obviously, for you to take a look at. I watched this video, and it is really weird. And I've watched a handful of these deep fakes. These pages are starting to pop up on YouTube and, and social media and stuff. And what it is is they're taking old movies, and they're switching the actors' faces, or they're taking old interviews, and they're putting a different actor in there. And it's almost believable. Some of them are downright believable. It's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy when you see how they're morphing faces on this. Now, this is here. I want to say it's coming, but it, it, it's here. And it's only going to get better, and it's going to get better really quick, probably in time for the election. Why am I emphasizing this again? We need to be careful. We need to get in the habit of not having a knee-jerk reaction and heavily evaluate the sources of our information and what it's saying. We need to ask ourselves, does this seem logical? Does this make sense? And then you need to say, Are there other sources showing the same thing? Or are there other sources showing the identical video? Do you have different angles? Do you have different uh, amounts of testimony, people that were there, other ways to account for whatever is coming out? Basically, what I'm trying to say now is if there is a video of it or an audio recording of it, it is not considered credible anymore because we have compromised that mode of collecting data. So we need to find our own way to verify information. And that's going to require some research. It's going to require you looking things up, talking to people, maybe going and and doing some interviews on your own and making your own decision. That's why it's so important. Over the last four years, I've been working on developing your intuition, learning to trust your gut, learn remote viewing, work with a team. You have something big that's coming out. And you can blindly task somebody on your team, several people on your team, to view that target and get the information for yourself because we can't trust this anymore. And what we need to prepare for, and I'm not saying this to scare you, but we need to prepare for a huge onslaught of disinformation as we move towards the upcoming election. We need to prepare for massive amounts of fake news coming our way. And it's going to be believable. It's going to be credible when we look at that. I'm going to share an excerpt from my book in a little bit talking about the fake news that's coming out. And this, I should have done this article last because it ties right into the, the great hack that we're going to talk about. But it's concerning, for to, to say the least. Let's move, let's move on. Let's go to outer space here. This comes to us from uh, International Business Times. Uh, let's see here. NASA photo shows alien buildings 
and UFO fleet in the moon's crater. A UFO expert claimed to have spotted a small cluster of alien buildings as well as a fleet of vessels in one of NASA's photos of the moon. According to the expert, the strange objects were docked in the moon's Dionysus crater. Now, I know I interviewed Daz Smith. He's been tasked to remote view this uh, at least 10 times. I think this is the crater he's looked at. And um, the information he's gotten is uh, amazing. He has found this to be an actual true statement that there are objects up there. There's craft up there, Farsight release stuff on uh, structures up there. There's something up there on the moon. It doesn't appear to be ours. So uh, pay attention to this article. What I like about this article, I'm going to share it in the show notes. I'm going to talk about this guy and what he's seeing there. There's a shift. They don't label him as a tinfoil hat wearing Looney Tune. They simply call him a UFO expert, which is now, I guess, becoming a credible term because the mainstream media is acknowledging the existence of UFOs. So uh, it doesn't start off with this sounding like it's Looney Tunes. So maybe we're starting to see a shift coming along with UFO-friendly reporting. Again, you have to ask yourself why. Why do they want this now? Now, after all these years, is it acceptable to talk about? There's got to be a reason behind it. Speaking of space stuff, this comes to us from Business Insider. Titled, Elon Musk doubled down on his theory on why nuking Mars would be a good idea. Elon Musk, I'm just going to read the highlights, tweeted, Nuke Mars on Thursday. Musk has championed the idea of launching nuclear weapons just over Mars Pole since 2015. He believes it will help warm the planet and make it more hospitable for human life. The idea is to release the CO2 trapped inside Mars' ice caps, producing a greenhouse effect. A study done in 2018 concluded that using Mars CO2 to replicate the Earth's atmosphere would be impossible with today's technology. Now, this is interesting. Um... Hang on, looking at this study here, it's saying that uh, we won't be able to use today's technology to do that. But Musk thinks otherwise. And the thing about Elon Musk, people tell him all the time, you can't do that. That's not possible. You won't be able to. And he, the, the man does it. The man is a genius. He's a game changer. Uh, when he sets his mind out to do something, he finds a way to do it. Now, he's claiming he's going to colonize Mars. He's going to live on Mars at some point. So... That's not that's our lifetime for most of us where, where we may see that Musk may actually pull that off. I don't know. Um, but it's curious how he's saying, you know, launching nuclear weapons onto Mars is the way to do it. I know they nuked the backside of the moon years ago and their their reason quote was their public reason was to see what water vapor was brought into the air. I, I think there was something else going on there. I don't know the full story to that, but it's interesting. Now, looking at Mars, what I find interesting is that uh, if you follow secret space program lore, there are some factions out there that do say we have bases on Mars already in the black budget. And there's been this secret war going on. I think Corey Good's one of those championing that story. I don't know if that's true or not. I do know that there have been credible remote viewers who have looked at Mars and found structures and civilizations. Courtney Brown's book has a fascinating story about the, the lost Martian civilization. And uh, you go back to some of the older creation myths. And it sounds like there may have been something going on, a civilization, a society on Mars. And some people say they came here uh, and are still here, separate from the human race, Martians living somewhere on the planet. Being serious here, if this is true, and you happen to be a Martian listening to this show, I know, again, it may sound kind of weird, but, or from anywhere else and you listen to this show, I'm going to talk to you. Would you be willing to come on the show? Get in touch. SixthSenseMedia.net. All right. Um... 
interesting stuff going on. Uh, we're going back to space. We've got the ramp up for the space war and all the rhetoric with that. A lot of attention is being focused on the moon. Are they going to release information about these structures? Now, here's something that's interesting. If you've been with me for a while or you've gone back and listened to the stuff, I have this, this UFO disclosure playlist. And I really started kicking off this story because I guess about two years ago now, maybe, and I think it was longer than that, maybe three or four years ago, David Wilcock came out with this crazy, fantastic story. And what he was saying was a lot of what the conspiracy circles say is that there's a, an elite ring of pedophiles that are within the government and um, they're about to go down. He started saying they're being taken down. And his claim was that when this starts to happen, they're going to, as a last-ditch effort to distract everybody from what's really going on, they're going to disclose that there is an ancient structure on on Antarctica. It's the Antarctica story. That this is an ancient alien base, and the technology is so advanced, it's going to completely shock the world. So, a lot of people label Wilcock as Looney Tunes. I want to say it right off the bat, I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't like his attitude and his persona, and I think he's very sensationalist. I also suspect that he is getting, he does work with some people who are feeding him some valid information, and here we have it right here. A couple years ago, he said, now his timeline has been off, and he is the king of um, adjusting his timeline to fit what he's saying. So we have to keep that in mind. But he did call it. He did say these elites are going to be taken down at some point. So what I'm asking is, is the rest of his story going to come true? Now, maybe he's just a really good analyst and he doesn't have these insiders. I can't. And I, I have to say, I am, and I've said it in other shows, I am frustrated with people who say, I've got these insiders and here's what they're telling me. And that's the whole bulk of your research. I don't, that doesn't help anybody because... We can't prove that. We can't verify that. Right now, you're just telling a story by somebody who may be so telling you something. I get people that tell me stuff, but I don't come and use that as, well, I've got this info. If I can't back it up, it's not really valuable information. Now, with that said, he put this out there, and now we have stuff coming out. Okay, so are we going to have the Antarctica stuff disclosed, per what David Wilcox said? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm following up with it because it's a story I've been tracking when, when this first came out years ago. You can go back and listen to it in the archives. You can find it on SoundCloud and on iTunes as well. On SoundCloud, it has the UFO Disclosure playlist. It's one of the first song, uh, well, first songs, one of the first podcasts in there. But uh, curious to hear your thoughts on that, uh, on that whole issue. Um, as we know, Epstein has been arrested and they raided his house and then he was, quote, suicided. The coroner came back and said that, uh, and I'm not going to get too much into this, but they said that Epstein, um, in fact, did commit suicide, but there's still some controversy over that statement, even though the coroner said it. But uh, there's some big big players in the government who have visited his mansion that are connected to this, so I'd be curious to see how this plays out. But here's the thing. This, this cabal is being exposed. And I've said this for a long time, just because they're being exposed, I don't necessarily think that means we, quote, the alliance, the resistance, whatever you want to call it, I don't think it means we're winning. 
How do we know that the cabal itself isn't just cleaning house and using this as an opportunity to spread false hope? I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm not trying to kill your buzz. I'm just trying to get an accurate assessment of what we're dealing with here. If you have an organization that has been so good at keeping information a secret for so very long, why now all of a sudden is this information coming out? Is it because they've finally had a change of heart? We finally hacked into it and cracked down and gotten these insiders to come forward? Or are they just following the plan as they had looked at years and years ago? And this is all calculated moves that they're making. That's what I tend to think. At least that's what I, how I tend to keep my mindset because we need to always be cautious, always be evaluating what's going on. All right, let's talk about some of that manipulation here. Again, if you haven't done so already, I encourage you to go to Netflix and watch the documentary called The Great Hack. Now, they talk about Cambridge Analytica and how Facebook used Cambridge Analytica or Cambridge Analytica used Facebook, I'm sorry, to gather people's data. And one of the things they were doing, this I mean, this is brilliant. They, they got people, they said, how are we going to get the desired information that we want? So they went in and they had people complete hundreds of these online surveys that would ask them information about themselves. But then also by posting that survey to Facebook, it would allow Cambridge Analytica to use that platform to then have access to all of your data on Facebook and all of your friends' data. So me being a smart consumer saying, I'm not going to go to these external sites and give my information up, doesn't matter. If one of your friends goes onto Facebook and use that information, they now gave the back door to go into your account to see all of your information. Now, around the same time, Facebook decided instead of just having likes, we can get a better idea of people's feelings on certain things. So they create the emojis like love, anger, sadness um like love anger sadness i think i think that's it um those four possible there may be one more oh and laughter so now it's a quick way for you to interact with data to compile a database and a digital footprint a digital identity of what your personality is what your likes are what your dislikes are so it has all of this information it knows who you are based on your facebook interactions based on your Google search uh, queries and algorithms and YouTube videos that you're watching, all of that information is available. Again, that's your digital footprint or your digital fingerprint. You create your digital identity. They're then able to use that information to target you. And they created memes that weren't necessarily true uh, and looked at certain groups of individuals. And what they were looking at they were looking for people who could be swayed to vote one way or another, the undecided people. So they weren't going to target necessarily the extremists. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but they were targeting people. This is how they were deciding elections. So they went and they blamed Russia for election manipulation, when in fact, it was companies like this that were meddling with politics. And they went through in this documentary 
and they show you the other countries in which they did this. And this is what's really scary. Through things like memes and targeted marketing on platforms like Facebook and other social media platforms out there, in some of these other smaller countries, they were able to target the youth and encourage them to organize. And some of those organizations, what they were doing, they were targeting one group of the people they wanted out of office. They targeted the youth with propaganda and encouraged them not to vote. With all of these memes, and we're standing together, we're not going to take part in the system, we're not going to vote. And it encouraged them not to vote. And then it targeted the other group and encouraged them to vote. So they reduced the numbers of this one group and they increased the numbers in the other and they completely changed the political climate of an entire country and they've done this time and again. We're seeing a lot of propaganda online and we're going to start seeing more and it's as simple as a meme sometimes. And it does, was it Hitler? It doesn't matter if it's true. The more often you repeat a lie, the more people will start to believe it. We need to be mindful of that. We need to evaluate. And at the start of the show, I said, who's in control of your thoughts? You need to think about your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, uh, everything that you hold true. You need to ask yourself, where did this come from? Do I believe this because somebody told me this was true? Or do I believe this because of my own direct experience and research? Does your, ex- does your research include looking at the other sides, the other opinions, the other alternatives to your view? The level of manipulation is terrifying if you're not aware of this. And I'm not even talking about the weird MK Ultra psychic stuff right now. But I'm talking just gross manipulation of information that you consume. So where are you consuming your information from? Are you getting it from multiple sources? Are those multiple sources quoting the same source? The algorithm's ability to predict who we are is scary. Now, we have this group called Antifa or Antifa, and apparently there are some some protests and some violence going on. I think it's Seattle in Seattle, Washington. Correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere up in the Northwest. And these are pretty significant clashes. Police had to come in and remove weapons and things, and they were shutting down bridges and access routes to try to keep the people against Antifa away from them. But they're still having these violent clashes and skirmishes. But what I found is that there's very little coverage of it. I go to the major news outlets. Maybe there's a small article here or there. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's not that big. It seemed like a pretty big deal. But we're not seeing a lot of coverage of that, which I think is strange. Yet, what we are seeing is coverage of these protests going on in Hong Kong. And this, th- there are protesters out in millions, and by the millions. Now, I'm quoting the, the news slash propaganda that I've seen, but apparently these people are trying to protect their own democracy. Now, based on what I know about China, um, I, I think the stories what i've compiled is probably close to being accurate in that britain i guess signed over control of hong kong back to china china is now trying to put its authoritative rule over the people of hong kong who previously act more like free americans when they're over there the the, the rights the, the laws the regulations and freedoms that they have are a lot more liberal than the rest of the country of China itself. And I believe China is now trying to lock down and clamp down 
on what's going on in Hong Kong. So um, the police are there. They're clashing with citizens. Citizens are fighting back. Police, as far as I can tell, are using less than lethal tactics. Now, I was watching these protests in the mall. And you had the riot police there against all these citizens who were going crazy. And what's interesting in what I saw, the riot police had their shields. Occasionally, they were throwing some tear gas. They were getting their butts kicked by these protesters. And I was watching their tactics. And again, I only saw probably a 5-10 minute video. They did not seem very organized. And they seemed totally overrun by the numbers of protesters. I don't understand that. I don't understand how an organization coming from China could have such a, a, an un, unprepared, tactically deficient police force engaging with these protesters. Now, that's what I observed. I would expect China to have much better trained officers, and I'm sure that they do. I don't know why they're not employing better crowd control measures, and I'm not saying that I want them to. This is just my observation uh, with a background in, in law enforcement. I think that their tactics were were weak based on what I saw. I, I'm glad that they're weak at this point in time, but I wonder why. Is there a greater agenda there? Are they intentionally not giving them enough manpower? What happens if they do? What happens if we have another Tiananmen Square incident? How will that play out? Is this going to turn really violent? I, I don't know. Now, how is this being used to manipulate things? I, I've only been able to read headlines from the articles because everything was on a site that was private. You had to pay for it to read. Uh, I think like the, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I forget the other one that I saw. I couldn't get into the whole article because I'm not subscribed to them. But apparently this is affecting the markets as well, the financial markets, people pulling their monies out in places that are invested in Hong Kong. So maybe that's the whole goal, to let these people think that they're winning and to have that market, that local economy crash because these protests are so out of control and going to be allowed to continue to escalate until they reach a certain point. I, I, I don't know. Because as we tie into the greater picture here, the world economy is changing. Now, will we be manipulated into that? I don't know. Is it going to be a gradual transition? I don't know. We just saw the other day, uh, the stock market crashed or is crashing. I'm sorry. What happened was it dropped so many points and the way that the market flipped was very similar to what happened in 2005 when the market uh, dropped. And what I read through a CNN article was that that's an indicator traditionally when the market does what it did within 22 months, we're going to go into a recession. I believe now we're looking at a global recession. Now, I'm not a financial guy, I'm not a financial advisor, um, but it looks like things are, are changing. Now, is, is this manipulation? I, I don't know. I mean, the market did in fact fall. Why did it fall? I'm not a financial analyst. I don't know. But does propaganda play a role in that? It's quite possible. That's why, and we can't sit here 24-7 and just consume news all day long. We can't. But there are some big stories out there that we need to be aware of. And then we need to also do whatever research you're intuition pulls you into that you feel is important for you your life and your family's life but coming back to this great hack what do we do about it because i don't see the internet going away i don't see our method of getting news right now going away we need to be smart consumers 
we need to understand, I shared an article in the beginning of these deep fake videos. We need to be mindful, even if, you, and you need to be objective about this, even if the candidate that you hate has a deep fake video come out, you have a choice to make. Are you going to be part of the problem? Or are you going to be part of the solution? As Nietzsche says, be careful when fighting monsters that you yourself do not become the monster. And I quote this probably every couple of weeks. Okay, so what does that mean? How do we apply that to this? Well, you have a political candidate who you hate and he must go at all costs. And a deep fake comes out about him, that's him or her, that's really good. You know it's fake. Do you share it? Because you're going to use the same tactics that your quote enemy is using. So you're going to share that propaganda fake video. Well, you've just become like the enemy. You've just spread disinformation. Is it worth it? Well, that doesn't hurt anybody. Well, what if that disinformation leads to a riot? What if that disinformation ultimately spreads to somebody getting hurt or shot? Well, then you are part of the problem. It's an interesting situation that we're facing right now. I don't have all the answers, but we need to be mindful of what our options are. And again, I, I've been I've been screaming about remote viewing for quite some time now because I really do believe that's something we can do. Um, you know, how do we learn it? Well, you need to start first reading about it and understanding the process. I'm going to plug Daz Smith's website, remoteviewed.com. There's just a wealth of information there. You can start piecing things together. Daz has some books out as well that are well worth uh, taking a look at to learn remote viewing. Um, but that's just one piece to the puzzle. How are we feeding ourselves as well? What else are we consuming during the day? Are we just constantly... I, I have some friends on social media and they everything they post is about how much they hate Trump and how bad the world is. And here's the reality. And it's, it's hard. It's hard, but we're not going to wake anybody up. You're, the meme you share is not going to... First of all, what we know about algorithms right now, it's not going to be presented to somebody whose mind you're going to change. It's not going to happen. The meme you share is going to be shared to people who think like you. That's what the algorithm is going to, going to, where it's going to put it. It's going to reinforce people who already feel the same way and strengthen their opinion. It's not going to go to somebody whose mind you might change. You're better off having a dialogue with somebody. Why do you, and, and asking them. Present your case, present your facts. Let's agree that we're going to have a disagreement and let's agree that we're not going to yell at each other. We're not going to get mad at each other. We're both going to present our sides and we're both going to draw our own conclusions and we're going to accept whatever the other person's belief system is. And that's something we need to remember here about the United States of America and the belief of what this country is and should be. The belief in freedom. You have the right to believe what you want to believe in. You also have the responsibility to protect that freedom. And now we're in an interesting place here. What happens when someone else's belief you fear may lead to the limiting of your own belief system? And that's the challenge that's coming out right now. I don't have an answer for us. We have a lot of issues here going on with uh, people are very concerned over the raids that ICE is performing, grabbing people and, and deporting them. People who've been here for a very long time but have not achieved citizenship that's a serious ethical problem that we have right now. 
Whether you agree or disagree, what's the next move? What's the end game here? Right now, they're creating a, a system of grabbing people who are here illegally. Once that system is fluid and, and, and working the way they want it to, can that evolve? Can that system change to, well, now we've got people of a different political belief system who have proven to be a threat to national security. Therefore, based on the advanced algorithms that we have, you have already been identified and, oh, guess what? We're tracking you from your cell phone. If you have this political belief, this religious belief, we're now coming for you. You say it can't happen, but it's happened in countries all around the world. I'm sure you're well aware of some of the big ones. Can it happen here in America? I don't know, my friends. But this is something, again, I think that we need to think about. How vulnerable organizations like Cambridge Analytica make us. How vulnerable we become when we go online and start sharing our political opinions and religious beliefs and other thoughts on pertinent issues. What do we do? I honestly, I don't have an answer at this point in time. I don't think the answer is completely stay off of social media because we, or stay off of the internet, period. But we need to be mindful when we're on there. We need to be cautious with what we're interacting with. And you may think that nobody's going to see your search history with what you're looking at. But someone somewhere is tracking it. It's an interesting challenge that we're in right now, my friends. And I don't have the answer. If you do, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you've seen this documentary, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Please comment somewhere uh, or send me a note. And uh, let me know what you think. How vulnerable will we be in the next election? And what solutions do you have on ways we can consume data safely without being manipulated? Because worst case scenario, this tears this country apart to the point where, who knows, then maybe we won't be able to have free elections anymore. Maybe this will end the election prime. I know, I'm, I'm thinking like crazy, right? Just going off the deep end here, but it's something worth considering because there is manipulation going on on a massive, massive scale. In a uh, shameless book plug here, but I spent a lot of time in Food for the Archons trying to show just how vulnerable we are, our minds are, to manipulation. And I gave examples in nature of how flat-out mind control happens in, in, in nature itself. Animals are able to go in, creatures are able to go in and take control of a host's brain. Literally take control of a host's brain and cause it to do things like commit suicide or infect other members of, the, of its population. But there's other forms of mind control that are out there that involve technology to influence thoughts and feelings and emotions. And there's propaganda. And then there's basic human psychology. And it seems as if we've been designed to be manipulated based on certain things. You look at Pavlov. You can, through operant conditioning, you condition somebody to react a certain way. Facebook, likes and chimes and, and dislikes and all that stuff. It gives you that operant conditioning. Then you look at the Stanley Milgram experiment, which shows how susceptible or how easily manipulated we are when a trusted authority is willing to 
take responsibility for a decision to give an order to do something. So if your boss says, go ahead and do this, it's going to hurt a bunch of people. If that boss is taking responsibility for that, those actions, then people are more inclined to take that action. Are your thoughts your own? If you're having an angry, emotional reaction and ready to go take violent action, stop and ask yourself, am I being manipulated or is this a legitimate, necessary action? Or are you just another cog in the wheel, another pawn in the system? Lots to think about, my friends. I'm going to cut this show short. I hope that uh, you took something from it. I hope you t- get an opportunity to watch that documentary as well. And that you safeguard your information as we move forward into this upcoming election. If you haven't done so already, please check out Amazon.com. I and Human Food for the Archons, Humanities, Psychic Connections, Simulated Realities, Parallel Worlds, and the Manipulation of mankind visit sixcentmedia.net and also i want to give a plug to my good friend ray davis he's still killing it with his 365 days of affirmations it's a nice break from the scary stuff that's out there you can check in with ray every single day check out his youtube channel check out the affirmation spot in his blog as well as following him on social media lots of great information out there all right that's it i'm out of time have a wonderful week my friends i'll be back next week with some more rabbit holes to go down and explore. I'm Dennis Nabby II. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind and let your intuition be your guide.